You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 146, featuring the AACA Museum. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, the CFC team returns to the world-class AACA Museum in Hershey, Pennsylvania for fascinating insights and highlights from the lower-level gallery. In this episode, the museum's executive director, Jeff Gleemeister, takes us on a reminiscent tour through various collections that includes mini bike mania, vintage motor coaches, we even catch a glimpse of TV actress Betty White's 1977 C-Mist Green Cadillac Seville, affectionately nicknamed Parakeet. Let's get back to Hershey's AACA Museum for more informative automotive fun. So, let's get revved up! Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. As always, it is really good to have you back with us again this week. In a few minutes, we'll be speaking with Executive Director Jeff Bleemeister as he spends some time with us talking about the transportation treasures on the lower level of the beautiful AACA Museum in Hershey, Pennsylvania. We'll be gone for just about 60 seconds. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. In the market for a Macan, Cayenne, 718 or 911? Porsche Mechanicsburg will match you with the perfect vehicle from their extensive inventory of pre-owned and new models. When it comes to service on these magnificent machines, their record of quality workmanship is unmatched with a staff of mechanics whose prowess in all facets of Porsche engineering is world-class. These are all time-tested trademarks that have been part of the Faulkner Auto Group since 1932. 2021 will witness an expansion of their sales and service excellence with the now-completed new state-of-the-art Porsche Center. Located at 6625 Carlisle Pike, Porsche Mechanicsburg is the destination when ready to make that dream a reality, parked in your driveway. On behalf of the Cars of Carlisle crew, we would like to thank our friends at Porsche Mechanicsburg for the ongoing support of this program. And we are back. So leading into this week's trivia question, we figured we'd pay homage to a special car on display at the AACA Museum and to show respect for a terrific actress and comedian, the 99-year-young Betty White. And it's been claimed that Betty has had uh, quite a, a real penchant for Cadillacs. In fact, uh, she names these cars after birds. And, and in her collection over the years, there have been, there's been a canary, uh, one named Seagull, and the vehicle we're talking about is named Parakeet, which is a 1977 Mist Green Cadillac Seville. And it was given to her by her late husband, Alan Luton, as a birthday gift. And this week's trivia question is multiple choice. Prior to the AACA Museum acquiring Betty White's Parakeet, which she did have for 25 years, on which television sitcom series... Did her 77 Cadillac Seville make an on-air two-part episode appearance? The answer is one of four choices here. 
A, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, B, Mama's Family, C, The Golden Girls, or D, Hot in Cleveland? That answer awaits at the end of this episode. Now, let's go to Hershey and speak with Mr. Bleemeister. Cubers, this is Darren. We are here at the AACA. Jeff, thank you for hosting us. Really appreciate you having us this Saturday morning. And, and My pleasure. Us, uh, I always love having you guys come well, spend time with us. Well, you guys treat us like VIPs, and, and it was so good to see you know, families and everything here in the train room and all throughout the building, and uh, nice to see cars in your parking lot. Yeah, we've had a rough time of it. You know, we were closed last summer for almost 100, well, a little over 100 days. Mm -hmm. Then the holidays got us again, you know, with the shutdown for mm -hmm. about 25, 30. So, you know, that's more than one third of your year right there that you can't be open to do the things that are integral to your mission. So, yeah, we're happy to be back and open again, and we're slowly getting there. Well, you can, just really congratulations to you and the team. Everything that we feel when we come back is just there's a great energy and spirit in this building, and, and I always tell you it's true. I feel like a kid when I walk through the doors, and there's something new I haven't seen, and I'm excited about it, and uh, that's special. And you can make any kid of any age from 1 to 99 feel that way. That's neat. I'm glad you feel that way because that's, yeah. that's really what we try mm -hmm. want to do. It's what we want to, mm -hmm. the feeling we want to evoke. I get that feeling too sometimes. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a car guy too, of course. And, right, right. You know, I used to be the curator here, and, now, and I dealt with every everything that came in the building. I right. knew about it because right. I was part of that process, and now as a director, someone else does that. So mm -hmm. occasionally I'll find something new <laughs> that I never saw before, so I get that same exact It's sensation. a little bit of a charge, yeah. Yes. Well, I didn't mean to, well, actually, it's a good segue. I said from eight kids, one to 99, there's a 99-year-old that we should talk about, and that's Miss Betty White from uh, Hollywood fame and, and Golden Girls and everything else, and we're standing in front of one of her vehicles. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, this is a 1977 Cadillac Seville. Um, nicknamed, it was called Parakeet. That's the name she assigned to the car. I found out uh, after the fact that every car she owned, she would give a bird's name to. Oh, and I think I think one of the she's she's got one called she's had pelican she <laughs> there's a whole bunch of them but they're always birds. Okay. Uh, this car is, is really neat because it's I think it's sea mist green, not a custom color but an uncommon color. Yeah. You know by '77 Cadillacs were starting to get a little bit smaller. This is kind of a downsized Cadillac. Right. You know it started a new trend. It's it's a really neat car, sea mist green with a white leather interior, wow. and, and I've learned that, that Betty had her dogs in here and her pets and everything else. She, you know she said that was they're all part of the family, she so they got the to car, ride yeah. along. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. Enjoyed it. But it is a very distinct color. There's no doubt about that. But I love the fact that it's here, in the building, and that. Uh, it's uh, attached to the, to the legacy of somebody who's brought oh, a lot yeah. of smiles and laughs to people's American lives. American institution, 99 years young, you yeah. know. Oh, she's We've had this car for over 10 years now, I think. It was donated to us by Nick, Nick Ferentino, who's been a longtime museum supporter. Okay. And from what I understand, Betty donated this car to a pet charity because, of course, that's the, the, those are near and dear to her, pet, sure. pet charities. And she owned it for over 20 years. So you think Hollywood stars, you know, they have sports cars and Ferraris, and they're going sure. through their vehicles. But no, this was given to her by her husband, Alan Ludden, as a surprise gift. And she drove it, enjoyed it for 20 years. Wow. And you can, a testament to that is she personalized it. When we got the car, there were stuffed pets, not, not real pets, but stuffed sure. animals in, yeah. the, in, the, in the vehicle. And probably the neatest thing, her, her hardwired cell phone. She had an early cell phone that's hardwired oh, in the car wow. and still in there. <laughs> so, it, you know, it just takes you way back. Yeah. But it was nice that she appreciated and really loved this vehicle. And after she auctioned it off, a collector bought it. Eventually, Nick ended up with it. And Nick thought, well, I'm going to donate it to the AACA Museum. And it's, it's become one of our most popular cars. Mm -hmm. You know, we have uh, the bus from Forrest Gump. We have a bus from Speed. Mm -hmm. We have uh, a funeral hearse that was used in... in uh, 
what was not the Sopranos, the other Boardwalk Empire. Okay, yes. So we have all kinds of cars with connections like that. Right. But this one's really personal because it goes to one specific person that everyone really seems to relate to, know. to and, yeah. and knows about. Exactly. Well, that's a good point. Why don't we talk a little bit? We normally focus on the on the main exit level, but let's uh, let's uh, let go in and, and talk more about Parakeet, and then if you have a few minutes. Let's, uh, Jeff, go around maybe talk about the lower level here, because sure, I think there's a lot sure, of absolutely. good nuggets down here for people to visit. And absolutely, absolutely. So we're walking around the driver's side now of Parakeet. And the Parakeet is not a show car, as you can tell. Right, it's, it was used. It's, it's it was used, enjoyed. and it's, it's also in demand. It's, we have a neat program here, the Adopt-A-Car program, where for $500 a year, an individual or a business can adopt a car. Your name ends up on the label. Uh, you, your funds support the museum. You become a, a, a supporting member of the museum. You get a membership, membership as well. And uh, the uh, Cadillac and LaSalle Club, Potomac Region, has adopted this vehicle. Oh, nice. I know it's been to some of their shows near D.C. at least once, maybe twice. Uh, this car gets, like I said, a lot of attention. It's fun. It's neat. It's, it's just... You're never going to see anything quite like it. No. I mean, it's hard to summarize, but it, it's just a neat vehicle. And then you can see inside, there's the phone I was talking about. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. It's it's nice. It's clean. It's luxurious. It really but is. it's But it's not like you'd expect. It's not a Rolls Royce. It's not a... Right. You no, know, it's not something outrageous. And it just... To me, it just gives me more respect for Betty White knowing that she treasured this car for 20 years. Yeah. And was sad when it left. Well, <laughs> I, I agree, too, that you mentioned about... Many of us don't keep a car for more than 10 years, let alone two decades. Right. And yeah, amazing. The, the fact that this was a, a part of her life and... Uh, her pets and everything else enjoyed it. It's neat. When I had when I was the curator and this car came in, you know, we had the idea. Well, let's invite Betty to come dedicated to the museum because she would have been. Well, she would have been. She's 99 now. She was about 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. I wrote to her via her, her her agent and got a nice letter back, a personal handwritten letter, not from Betty but from someone else saying, you know, Betty is so busy we can't pin her down and commit her to something like this. <laughs> but we appreciate your interest and she got a big smile on her face when she found out the car was in the museum. Good. And she wanted you to know that its name is Parakeet and she appreciates you giving it a good home and taking care of it. Well, God bless her for being a busy 89-year-old at the time. So. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I would have loved to have Betty come here. Oh, yeah. And we'd still, if you're out there, Betty, and you hear this, we'd love to have you come. <laughs> we'll, we'll put you up at the Hotel Hershey. And, uh, Couldn't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll be happy to welcome you and dedicate the car now. A lot of people would love to meet her. That's absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad that it does have the great home that it does here. Yeah, it's just, it's just a cool car. And we we'll encourage people to come look at it. It's, it's going to be on display for a while. And when it's not on display here, It'll be uh, in our storage building. We have a we have a neat building here that was uh, given to us several years ago by our friends at National Parts Depot, mm. and we call it Jim's Place. Jim Schmidt is the is the founder and, and owner of National Parts Depot. Okay. We just added an HVAC system to this building, so it's now available for if you want if you want if you want an event in an industrial right. setting, right. you can have that building. Volunteers are happy and the vehicles are happy. The, yeah, everyone's happy, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we hope to open it up again real soon. You know, we had it open a couple summers ago before the pandemic got us. Of course, mm -hmm. it's a chance to uh, to spend another 45, 50 minutes with a volunteer mm -hmm. for a specialized tour where you see 75 to 80 more vehicles wow. that you won't see other places. Well, this is a, a good uh, way to foreshadow. We're gonna Jeff and I were talking. We're gonna go do another episode here in the not too distant future. And we'll focus on that building and some of the... That's cool. We have a really early, early. I think it's a Packard motorhome, mm. like a pre-1920 motorhome. Mm. It's conversion to custom-built Before vehicle. an RV was even a car. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. We have muscle cars down there. I just can't even describe all the stuff. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go around car by car and talk about some of them when, you're, when you come back. We will do that. Yeah, and, and 
We even got Betty's plate with it, I guess, or a reproduction. Amazing. I don't know, but it's. it's I see. It's uh, neat. Looks like Martin Cadillac out of Southern Cal. That's pretty neat on the frame. Absolutely. I can't believe that. I mean, the car is in excellent shape, considering that it was pretty much a daily driver and used all right. the time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think it's been repainted. It certainly mm. hasn't been restored. No. I love the fact that it's in its its natural patina. And there's one of the, it's like a stuffed yeah, cat, yeah, something a cat. in the back, yeah, yeah. package tray area. I remember when I first, when they first came with the car, I looked at it and I was a little bit <laughs> apprehensive. I thought they were real. It's a skunk or what is it? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, something. But you can tell it's been lived in. It's, it's well worn. Sure. Yeah, sure. It was a, it was a family vehicle. And her, her family at that time was, mm -hmm. was pet, were pets. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, not much else I can say about it. Just, I mean, it's a, it's a neat Cadillac. It's a neat car with the provenance is what makes it. So every yes. car. Yeah. We all have car stories and we all connect to cars in different ways. This one just has so much story and proven. I said, that's what you makes it, it what it is. You got it. Yeah. Just like people, we all come with uh, history with us. So. Absolutely. We wouldn't have it any other way. Neat. Well, thank you. Let's talk a little bit. I mean, you made alluded to the fact of the the bus that was in uh, Speed as well as in Forrest Gump. I thought those were just really kind of unique little uh, anecdotes too. Anything to want to expound on with either of those? Well, we have we have one of the, you know, Speed, it's not one of the buses that was used in the chases and pursuits mm -hmm. and everything, but it's painted the colors and everything, and it's it's, mm -hmm. the, it's from that geographic area of California, so it fits the story mm -hmm. nicely. The uh, the Forrest Gump bus, though, is, is the actual bus that was used in the movie. You know, I think almost everyone has probably seen Forrest Gump at least mm -hmm. once or you ten, said it ten times. To the, to the it, set. Was, it was loaned to the set. Mm -hmm. If you remember the scene in Washington, D.C., where, where Forrest goes on the bus when Jenny's in there as part of the, uh, I think there's a demonstration, yep. and the guy's being yep. a little rough with her, and, yep. and Forrest punches him, gives yep. him a good whack. Yep. That's the bus. Okay. So we've got a picture that from the, in, in the back of our bus, and it shows Forrest and Jenny waving, for, uh, Jenny's waving goodbye in the bus as they leave. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's neat to have stuff like that because it just reinforces the connection. Of course, it people. Does. Yeah. Well, no, this, and this is the space that where you've hold your galas and such and move all the vehicles out in order to do those. Correct. We've had we've had uh, fundraising events and galas up to three, four hundred people here. Mm -hmm. We've also had corporate events. We rent rent the space in, in better times when there's no pandemic, of mm -hmm. course. We can seat four hundred people here for a dinner or a training program, which is nice. As you mentioned, the buses. Some of them are driven out, you know, the big roll-up doors. Mm -hmm. Some of them that are in running condition are, are pulled out. We have an airport tug here Okay. that volunteers and staff use to move vehicles like that. What an ideal so way to do them. And then sometimes people, visitors, get to see this stuff in action, so it becomes interactive and they get mm -hmm. to see a little bit behind the scenes, which is nice also. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Were there any other vehicles on this level? Like I see the, the Vega Cosworth and some other interesting uh, vehicles down here. I know that you even have the mini bike display. We could talk oh, a little bit about that. The mini bike display too. is great. Since we're walking this way, have we ever talked about this before? We have not, no. 1945 Harley-Davidson California Highway Patrol Pursuit Motorcycle. Mm. It's really, it's a one, it's documented, the only survivor from 1945, restored by one of the friends of the museum, who then donated it to us. Uh, he, well, from I understand, he had a special permit. He was allowed to drive this on the street. He has some kind of something that, because it has the, the, all the, all the, the highway patrol markings on it still, of course, they're mm -hmm. from 1945. Mm -hmm. But it's got a whole bunch of neat features on it. For people who grew up in my era, they watched Chips on television. Oh, one of my favorite shows. John and Punch, and that's, yep. that's, this Estrada is the, and exactly. This is the 1940s version of, of a Chips motorcycle cruising California and, and enforcing the law. Yep. It predates the modern radios and all the telecommunication devices. Mm -hmm. So there's a neat thing here, this little roller on here. I see that. It's called the hot, the hot sheet. And if you look at it, it's, it's, custom, it's a printed list of license plate numbers to be on the lookout for. No kidding. It's called the hot sheet. They would update this with new, with new patrols. Wow. 
What a clever idea. So yeah, obviously I mean, how, you just cross-reference and spin yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, right. it's not on the I mean, list. it's a lot of work, you gotta, but, but it's, it's right. nice to have it. Yeah. Well, let's consider the fact that it's middle of the 20th century, too. I mean, Correct. that's pretty impressive. It's a, it's a neat vehicle, and it's a, it's a, one of the few Harleys in our collection. We have, what's the, like the I knew gold? you were going to ask me that. Okay. I think it's a fire extinguisher. It might be some kind of suppressant, I, yeah. I think, it's, I think he's equipped with a suppressant in case he has to. I see. The officer runs into an accident or something. Okay. That's my guess. Wow. A lot of technology on that bike for 1945. Yeah, and and it's a pretty motorcycle, really. It really is, yeah. It is. We're really grateful to have it. All the cars in our collection are either on loan from individuals for specific exhibits, like you covered the Hemi a little while back, Mm -hmm. Hemi exhibit. Mm -hmm. All the Hemis are pretty much on loan. Or else they're donated. And and we don't purchase vehicles is what I'm trying to get at. Mm -hmm. Our budget goes to programming and education, so... Mm That's what we have, and we're really grateful for everything in the collection. That's impressive. Yeah. All right, well, I'll let you curious, uh, curious around. You want to, you like to talk about the uh, mini bikes, right? Yeah, let's yeah, do let's, that. Let's do that. Because I think that's really a, a great exhibit for people to come see. We're going to step away from our tour just for a moment. We'll be right back. Just a reminder to all your Cubas. It's not a moment too soon to become a Cars of Color subscriber and accelerate your experience. Leaving a five-star rating on iTunes, posting a review, and sharing Cause of Color with friends makes you an integral part of the crew. If you like what you hear, support the cause with a quick click of the PayPal button on the main page of our website, causeofcolor.com. So act now. Take a look around, and let's hit the fast lane together. Thank you. And we are back to our tour with Jeff Bleemeister at the AACA Museum in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So, did you have a mini bike when you were growing up? I absolutely did. In fact, it looked very much like this little Indian. I lived in a, a town in upstate New York, near Binghamton, New York, and I would drive this around our above ground pool <laughs> under the apple trees back again and I wore so many grooves and, and uh, that's awesome. what's into our backyard my parents were not too happy with I'm it. sure but they helped me buy it so oh, yeah 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 kind yeah. of culpable so yeah I didn't know you were New York native what, what time did you grow up Vestal New York Vestal okay mm-hmm. I grew up in uh, Darien New York I know that near is Darien Lake yeah obviously because it's similar to my first name so I knew that, there you go there's an amusement park there correct the state right? park and there's still an amusement park both in New York yes. okay so fellow New Yorkers from Absolutely. way back yeah well I had the same kind of experience and that's why this exhibit is so evocative it brings out a lot of emotions <laughs> you know, mini bikes kind of took off after World War II, and uh, we've got some that run the gamut right up to modern times here. And uh, they're neat because this, this exhibit gallery down here is usually filled with two-wheeled vehicles. Mm-hmm. We have uh, two guys, Rob Kane and Dave Russell, who are, who are our guest curators. They're kind of our perpetual guest curators. They'd be a great person. To, okay. Either one of them would make a great interview love as well. Um, they're, they're both on social media. Rob's always running around, tooling around at mopeds and different things. Mm-hmm. And they do all this work for us. They find all these owners, they put these exhibits together for us, and they even write the labels. See, they have the little lunch wow. forms, they do the whole thing. So they're like adjunct staff that we don't have to pay. Their enthusiasm Heroes, is yeah. overwhelming. Heroes to the yeah, museum, yeah. that's great. And, they, and this exhibit has a little bit of everything. There's one similar to the one I grew up grew up driving to. Which one did you have? My, it's it's uh, down a little bit more okay. this way. Okay. Uh, I grew up in, not really the country, but not the city either. It's kind of suburbia, and, and luckily, my parents had about an acre of land, so I had some something to ride on. Mine's kind of like that blue one you see right there. Oh, the yeah. I had. Yeah. And it was, the, oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, that that, that oh, fold-out yeah. has me. out for storage. That's incredible. And there's the advertisement showing, uh, I think it's a Ford model. The Valmobile. I've never. It, it's, Jap- it's Japanese, yeah. And it folds up essentially into a box with a single rear wheel, and then it just. It almost looks like a, a big cooler. It does. And you it can does. put it in your it's car. It's about the size. Just yeah. to give everybody an idea, we'll try and get some pictures, but it's about the size of, yeah, like, a, like your like tailgating wheel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's really neat, the, the way it's designed. Isn't that amazing? That is so cool. Yeah, Dave and Rob really went out of their way to find all kinds of cool things here. So tell me more about yours. I mean, well, I always like to be nostalgic about our. Our childhood. I think it had about a four and a half horsepower that comes engine on it. And my, and my dad did something to take the governor off it, so it opened it up a little <laughs> bit more. And I was lucky because I lived by 
the, fire, the, the local fire department was in my backyard adjacent to my property. Okay. There was a ball field there and some other, and some other stuff. So I could really unwind that thing out there. And, and in those days, you know, if you weren't causing problems, no one gave you any grief about it. Was it a centrifugal clutch or did it have gears? No, no, it's just a throttle and brake. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. still enough to get you in trouble. Oh, yeah. I still remember the one day I was riding through the fields. <laughs> the, the grass was, you know, up here, you know, uh -huh. knee length, and you can't see what's underneath uh -huh. it. And I'm flying along. And <laughs> next thing I know, I'm up in the air. And my mini bike's going around in circles with a throttle on. I'd, I'd had a goalpost that was on the ground covered by grass. Did you do a, like an endo? Oh, you, yeah. you went I, Superman I flying. I went on the top. I wore a helmet, of course. Wow. And, and I was young and agile. And I got right back up, and my bike had a bent fork. Oh. So I turned it off when I pushed it home, all sad. <laughs> and my dad comes out and looks at it. And he says, bring it in the garage. He gets the torch out. And he heats it and bends it back. And he goes, that's pretty close. Have at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I went right back out again. Turns sound pretty cool. That's all right. Those are the days before you had to get a job and, you know, yeah. before you were a serious teenager. So. Were you probably, what, 10, 12 years old? Yeah, about that, right. Yeah, that's and my little brother had one. We would race all the time. Mm -hmm. It was a good, it was good, it were good times. That's when I made some bad decisions on my Oh, absolutely. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. It just goes with the territory. I love this one with the right fork. Look oh, like yeah, a chopper. Like a little yeah. chopper. Yeah. <laughs> but we encourage people to come see this. This will be in place through um, end of April. Okay. It'll change out the same time as Hemi's. And I'm not sure what Rob and Dave are doing next, but I know it'll be whatever it is, it'll be great. Absolutely. But yeah, if, you, if you're interested in, in mini bikes and small motorcycles Very and scooters, this is the place to come because you'll never see a collection like this put together again. You know, yeah, mini bike mania. That's, yeah, mini bike mania. So fun. We'll have to definitely promote this. This is we great. some nice graphics. We have an instructional video over here that I love. I love this guy's voice. If you listen to his voice. Okay, we're gonna put the uh, mic up close here. Second, your off bike check. Brakes, bolts, cables, chain. Gas, oil, tires. Third, your on-bike attitude. <laughs> yeah, I like his checklist. Yeah. <laughs> your on-bike attitude. He plays in a cycle all day long, and the guy's voice just, just I, I just love it. It's fun. Yeah. That's really fun. But this is neat. Back in the days, you, Sears, Sears used to sell mini bikes. Montgomery Wards. There's a Montgomery Wards thing. They've been uh, going for a while now. But yeah. You could get mini bikes. A sidecar, no less. Yeah, it's just it's like a mini motorcycle, really. With a sidecar, <laughs> fiberglass sidecar. How fun. Good stuff. And, that, and that's what we're all about, you know, mm -hmm. bringing things to life for people and having a good time. Oh, I've ridden old Honda trail bikes like this, and I've, I've ridden them on trails. They're, they're, oh, yeah. they're a fun little thing, I think. Yeah, some of these are more complex than the others. Mine just had a throttle and a brake. Some of these actually have some, I think you can shift a few gears, do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Honda 70s, Honda 90s, really cool. Wow. Well, I have to say, those guys do an, just a yeah, dynamic job. Yeah, that's off to them. You know, yeah. we've, the museum, the museum, as you, as you know, has been hit pretty hard. Even the best of times, we didn't have a big staff, but the pandemic has really done us yeah. no favors. You know, we've lost about half our budget, earned income. We try and earn all of our money. Mm -hmm. you now, some people don't, people don't realize. I think that we, museums don't survive just by their ticket counter. Right. It's not enough. So we have all kinds of special events here. We have all kinds of programs, memberships, mm -hmm. you name it. And we mm -hmm. try and get sponsorships and fundraising to events. And mm -hmm. pandemic really wiped about half that out, and mm -hmm. consequently took about half our staff. So. Mm -hmm. That's why all of us are pitching in. That's why I'm here at the ticket counter today. You're working all weekend, I know. I'm working all weekend, yeah. yeah. And as director, that's, I mean, you're, you're wearing every hat you possibly can. Exactly, and I'm not alone. The rest of the staff is doing the same thing. We're all multitasking. Well, we so. appreciate your leadership, Jeff. Oh, I mean, thanks. I, I gratefully have the opportunity here because we, you know, we'll survive. The people have supported us. Mm -hmm. the, public, the public likes the museum and they show their support and, mm -hmm. and it makes a difference. So come out and visit. And yep. I encourage people to come see the museum. We're safe here. We have all the protocols in place. There's plenty of room to um, social distance and you'll have a good experience. Absolutely. Are there any uh, exhibits that you want to talk about on the on the main main level or anything coming up just to help promote in the next three, six months? I really am asking 
uh, listeners that are in the central Pennsylvania area or anywhere in the mid-Atlantic, if you're coming up through this way, by all means, spend some time at the AACA. But if there's anything, Jeff, that you can think of that just kind of get people thinking, yeah, yeah, what can... to come out of this situation? What's what's next? Sure. Well, what, I'm hopeful that we can return by the end of summer to some kind of normalcy here and have mm-hmm. some events. I just want to let you know the Hemi exhibit that you covered, which is, mm-hmm. I think, the best Hemi display ever put together in the country. I concur. Because it has... Hands off to our friend Bill. So. Oh, yeah. So many different aspects that aren't covered usually. Mm-hmm. You know, you think Hemi, you think Chrysler, Plymouth, Dodge. Mm-hmm. This has everything that has uh-huh. a hemispherical combustion yeah. head on it. So it's it's really comprehensive. Bill Sanger did a great job. Oh, yeah. That's in place till the end of April. I encourage people to come see it because it's, it's a top-notch, world-class exhibit. It really is. And it's right in your backyard if you live here. It is. When that ends, we're going to do an exhibit on, on pickup trucks. We'll keep on trucking. Okay. It's going to be personal. You know, pickup trucks, um, one-half ton or, or under. Okay. So it's going to be your personal truck. Yeah. We're going to start out with the evolution. Light from duty. The early, light duty. Yeah, yeah, light duty is the mm-hmm. term. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to start out turn of the century when, when, when they were in their infancy, infancy and going up to modern times. And I didn't realize what pickup or how pickup truck got its name. And I could be wrong, and I, I may have someone correct me, and that's good because I'm learning every day. But how it used to be where as a, as a train would come into the local station, packages, a trunk of clothing, whatever it is, they needed a vehicle to go down to the station to pick up the item and, and then bring it to a department store, bring it to a, a personal business or, you know, or a home or whatever it might be. So it's send a pickup vehicle and that, it just became pickup. That certainly makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, trucks originally, the average person would not, would not drive a pickup truck. You'd have to be a work, worker, a merchant, a farmer, someone mm-hmm. in commercial commercial line of work. Mm-hmm. You don't have a pickup truck as your first or second vehicle unless you were a farmer. Sure. So that has evolved 100%, as we all know. Yeah. And trucks went from being a Spartan, utilitarian, uncomfortable vehicles to plush luxury rides. Absolutely. Or performance-driven vehicles. So. Yeah, it's a vehicle of choice. Um, exactly. And it may so. never haul anything. So. Right, right. Some people never put a scratch in their, in their pickup truck bed. No. Yeah. And pickups are uniquely American. You know, there's no word for pickup in, in Japanese, I don't think, in some other languages. It's an American right, thing, you know. Right, right. So it's nice to be able to focus on that. Mm-hmm. If you're in the area and you have a, a pickup truck that you want to display, feel free to contact us because we will be looking for some. As I mentioned, we borrow these vehicles. You get a membership to the museum for one year while you're there. You get to okay. bring your family in while it's on display. Okay. And, Do uh, they reach out to you, Jeff, or should they just, is there a, yeah, they a, a general mailbox me, uh, or something? That's... Uh, just, just call the museum and ask for Jeff. Okay. Jeff or Stan. Jeff is the director. Stan is the okay. curator. All right, very and good. we'll put you in, in touch. Well. Send something to any of our email addresses and it'll eventually get forwarded to us. Okay, but good. Call yeah. is probably the easiest way. Yeah. If any of our listeners, uh, want to embrace it. Yeah, that'd be yeah if you have a pickup truck that you're really proud of mm-hmm. and, and you want to see on display, we'll, we'll talk to you. Wonderful. So that's our next exhibit coming up after we end the Hemis. Okay. That'll go through the summer. And I'm hopeful that we'll be able to start having things like our Model T driving experience, which is mm. a whole segment. I'd love itself. to be part of that. Yeah, yeah. We, we get you in some time, and then you have a firsthand yeah. uh, take on it. Um, Met at the museum, which is our big fundraising gala. Wow. Over. You've been to, yeah, you know. Yeah, we, we both love that, yeah. And I'm hopeful we can do Autos Nails again this year. Yes. At least in some format, even if it's less less... Not 900 people, maybe it's 300 and we do two shifts or something. I don't know. but I think that's something so special that you guys I do. think the breweries want to get out and do yep. stuff again. I think the public wants to, to embrace that. So I'm hopeful that social distancing and, mm-hmm. and the pandemic will be under control by that point. We can do that because that's Good. one of our biggest fundraisers and it's our biggest fundraiser as well. And friendraiser because it brings people in that wouldn't be here otherwise. I was going to say, it, it, that's the first Friday. You kind of cross over between yeah. two different worlds. Some there's some overlap, but yeah, you're right. Right. you bring people into your facility that never knew about it. Right. It's a, it's a great thing. We were just interviewed for a, a documentary called Port in Pennsylvania. That's a whole other thing because we have one of the longest standing uh, fests in the in the state mm-hmm. you know where else can you get a world-class brew festival and a world-class museum experience in one shot exactly so we're proud of that i think that's something really worthy of being proud of uh, before we wrap tell us a little bit about what's for some of our, your younger guests i mean the train room i said i would oh, yeah. have gone bananas for when i was uh, sure eight, you want to take a walk in yeah let's do that okay because well, i think that plenty of listeners uh you know, that have young children or even or might be just train aficionados themselves it's interesting because when we first started here years and years ago we, um, one of our wings is called the Kamek Gallery. Kamek Wing which now, hosts, now holds the Kamek Tucker Collection. Mm-hmm. The Kamek family put, gave us cars, it provided for that wing, and the plan was eventually that the Tuckers would come in there. But one of the things they gave us along with cars was a really nice collection of antique trains. So that kind of got people thinking. You'll see some of them on display here, some of these older trains that aren't in running condition, but they're beautiful as display pieces came from the Kamek family. So one thing led to another. And, and various thing, scales, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, various scales, right. Yeah. So, you know, one thing leads to another, and that's, you know, we have a train room here at the museum. Mm. 
And uh, this is just a beautiful, beautiful experience. And it's, it's designed for kids, but you know, adults are going to like it too. There's so many cool things to see. I'm coming back it. to play before I leave today. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's all volunteer based. And we have a crew that comes in on Monday. They run themselves. They talk to us for fundraising when they need money and things. But they they care of everything themselves. A retired school te uh, art teacher painted the walls. I love in here. that story. Yeah. They come in Mondays. They redesign this. They add stuff. They fix what's broken. And one thing they did for the pandemic here is we had all kinds of hands-on. You can see where the buttons used to be. Yes. We press a button. Something neat happens. Yes. Every one of them has been changed to, to a foot pedal. So and to save electricity, it's motion sensor activated when you brilliant. walk in. So it's a really nice design. Well done. And there's neat things in there too. There's a drive-in movie theater. There's a Tucker dealership. Yeah. There's all kinds of things that are specific to Central Pennsylvania and wow. the AAC Museum. I am so impressed. So I encourage families to come out. In fact, there's families in here right now as, right. as we're talking and they're right. enjoying it. So. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I wonder if we can step back in here. I wanted to um, give you the final word. But one thing I, I think will be worth also mentioning is I was really impressed when we, we came in this morning, um, did the temperature check, and we, we bought an item in the... Uh, and the gift shop and talk a little bit about the book you're reading and maybe that that also could be a future podcast oh, yeah, episode. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm, I'm hoping to connect you with the author of the book. Uh, the book is called Driving While Black mm -hmm. and there's a, a PBS just did a documentary, a 90 minute documentary on the subject as well in February's Black History Month. So mm -hmm. we have both the book and the DVD for sale in our, in our, our store, museum store. It's a fascinating topic if anyone saw the, the movie that came out a couple years ago, The Green... It's The Green Book. Green Book, yes, yes. That was a... You know, this takes this is the actual story, mm -hmm. and, and it's really, really well done. The, the person who wrote the book, Gretchen Soren, was my director of my graduate program, and I, went, I graduated from 25 years ago. I went back to graduate school when I was 30. Mm -hmm. So, and she was just starting, it was her first year as director of the oh, program, so she has 25 years in there now. And she, uh, she wrote the research of this book, and she also co contracted with a film company and a couple other prominent historians to put together this PBS documentary, mm -hmm. which I was fortunate enough that I was asked to be the, the, uh, the gearhead auto guy that looked it over before it went to, to uh, the publication to print. Well, I just bought the DVD this morning, and I'm going to look for your name in the credits. When I, I haven't seen it yet. My mother-in-law <laughs> called me and, and, and let me know it was in there, so okay, I, I was surprised, right. happily surprised because <laughs> uh, it was my pleasure to, to review it and mm -hmm. make sure there were no automotive mm -hmm. inaccuracies in it because mm -hmm. they wanted it to be top-notch. And it's really an eye-opener. You know, is coming from the point of view where mm -hmm. I grew up in, in this area and everything yeah. else, it's, it's an eye-opener. And I encourage yeah. people to uh, spend some time with it because sure. it, it's something that needs to be discussed. I think that's really yes. important. Always appreciate being a part of this uh, AACA family. I want to give you a final word of anything you'd like to say until, and it's simply just until next time, because we, we love to come visit a couple times a year, three, four times a year at least. Absolutely. You have an open, anytime you want to come in, open invitation. I just want to thank you, number one, and encourage people to, to come to the museum. You know. If, if, Sometimes people think you have to be a gearhead to like the AAC no. Museum. No, there's stuff here for everyone, mm -hmm. every age, male, female, doesn't matter. You're going to have a good time here, mm -hmm. and you're going you're to enjoy the experience. So come and see us. We're safe. We're open yes. 9 to 5, Monday through Sunday. And uh, go to our website, www.aacamuseum.org, for a schedule of, of events and exhibits. And come see us. It's a good time, and we'd like to have you be a part of our family. Jeff, thank you for, of course, just always hosting, for being a great leader, and, and making this stay, or helping keep this alive. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Jen. Take care. Thank you. Yeah. We are back to Studio A, and on behalf of the entire team at Cars of Carlisle, we hope you enjoyed this week's special guest, Jeff Bleemeister. A city bus-sized thank you to Jeff and all the volunteers at the AACA Museum for hosting our most recent visit to their world-class facility. My friends, it is that time to cruise on into this week's trivia answer. So the trivia question was a multiple choice, and we asked prior to the AACA Museum acquiring Betty White's parakeet caddy which she had owned for 25 years on which television sitcom did betty's 1977 cadillac seville make an on-air two-part episode appearance choices were a the mary tyler moore show b mama's family c the golden girls d hot in cleveland the answer is b mama's family parakeet the caddy seville was used in that two-part mama's family episode and that was called mama for mayor 
the Cadillac, with about 18,000 miles on the clock, is in great original condition. In fact, it's currently, like we said, down on the lower level at the AACA Museum. And with it, you'll find a selection of photographs documenting Betty's acting career. So check it out. And along with that, uh, you'll see an image of the parakeet caddy being used on air in that 1984 episode. As always, please make time to visit the AACA Museum in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Our friends there are doing a terrific job with keeping all guests and volunteers safe during these extraordinary times. In fact, when there, you may even want to ask for their Hershey's Kisses scavenger hunt ballot, where you can scout for the number of Hershey's Kisses hidden in the various displays throughout the museum. Well, Cubers, it is that time again to begin to wrap up another episode of the Cars of Carlisle Automotive Podcast. Be sure to come back and tune in for next week's episode, and there's more informative and automotive fun just right around the corner for you. Because together, it's all about car community, car culture. Until then, drive well, be well, take care.